Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 79 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute is going to start out with... Uh, Victor Stone's mother, Doctor Stone, correcting this uh, this 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 school dean that we uh, were talking about yesterday. Yeah. And uh, the minute's going to end with Victor Stone doing some cool uh, football moves. I don't know terminology. <laughs> A spin move is is one of them. But yeah, um, a lot of good stuff here. Uh, and and to, and to kind of start things off, yes, we're talking about Karen Bryson. Dr. Eleanor Stone. Um, this is one of those characters and actors that, you know, when the whole Snyder Cut thing was happening within those three years, um, you know, people are asking where Kiersey Clemens is. People are asking where Ryan Zhang is. Um, and then with Karen Bryson was another character. Uh, like, where is her character at? Like, we've been, you know, how can you have Cyborg and Victor Stone and Silas Stone and not even show or mention what has happened to uh, his mother, Eleanor. And it's a big thing. And especially in the continuity of Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, where mother figures are so important, uh, here you have the heart of the film, uh, Cyborg, and you don't have that that person in here. And I think we even get almost like a direct quote uh, in this mo- in this minute where she says, he has a good heart. And it's like, boom, there you go. That's mm-hmm. the point. That's that's the whole point of the film here. She's given us the information, um, mm-hmm. which is really important. Um, just for credit's sake, Stuart Alexander is the college dean here playing him. Good so, name. Um, yeah, this is uh, in this beginning part here. This is where she says it, it's Doctor Stone first of all, which is a good clarification. You don't want to belittle her to just oh, it's Cyborg's mom. It's like. She was just as great as a scientist as Silas Stone, maybe even better. I was actually uh, there. So real instance of this happening, I was doing some work and I was doing a recording and um, somebody misspoke by by calling somebody a mister versus doctor. And they like had to completely stop. They like was like, nope, stop the recording. We need to we got to start this over. This isn't it was like, I mean, he didn't go to school and, and do all these do all this stuff to to be called a mister on a recording. And that's like how think of thinking about like how minuscule that sort of things would be it's like no you get that title use the title yeah. yeah and you have the right to correct people to use that title it's part of um uh, you know it's part of our, our our government i would say that they institute you as like you know you are now a doctor you have you went to the whole ceremony of becoming a doctor in whatever just field our you government practice. i mean that's i think that's the education but and I think it's different. it's that important, like on that kind of level, like no, you yeah, can't, like you can stop a recording and have them redo it because that is your, oh yeah, for sure, that is your decorum that you've earned, you know, yeah, absolutely, and that was the argument that was being made of of why they needed to stop the recording and everything it was like someone trying to make a light joke of it. Um, someone tried to make a light like, joke of their title. They tried to make a light joke of it. Like I think they said, like, oh, well, you know he didn't do schooling for you know all for naught or something like that and like the people were like 
not phased by the comedy aspect of at all. I think it was just trying to be like a lighthearted thing. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, no, are we, are we done? Are we started over? Like we got it. Let's we're... <laughs> it uh, like a very serious thing. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that has to sting a little bit, you know, being a Dean of a college and then someone who is like, no, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I know more than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, hell even sometimes deans are doctors i don't know maybe that's there's probably some overlap in there yeah it's either that or they're just someone that they know and so they got the job it's either or (laughs) i mean that's with everything though yeah um what what's the the part that they're talking about here as she corrects him um to the correct decorum is saying that like although you might think he's a certified genius and everything it doesn't give him the right to hack into the system and change a fellow student's grades. So Cyborg is a uh, he's a he's a keyboard cowboy. He's a he's a hacker. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's hanging out on the internet's there. I prefer the um, term hacker. <laughs> That's a Jurassic Park quote, I think. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good and her name is also Lex. Um, it's a good bit of uh, you know kind of defining victor stone as like this hacker right and like putting that in there like oh you know before cyborg he's a hacker right like he has i those guess kind of- I, yeah i mean like i guess that's like what is supposed to be the takeaway but like i guess i never really thought about how academically inclined he was uh you know before being cyborg and stuff and that's probably you know that is on me that's hell why didn't you think about you know where where he came from or anything like that that's definitely on me but what i think is important out of all this is just that like kind of paint that picture that he is a you know computer genius hacker what have you even without the enhancements of what he does so like inherently he's like you know perfect for the the powers that he gets i don't know what i mean you know he's like he's like he's used to the internet you know he's been on it a couple times and then when he gets it in his body he's like yeah okay this is like walking down the street it is interesting because i don't know if victor in any other dc story if he had hacker background in his in his bio like i know like the football thing is a constant he you know being this uh football player um, and then being given all this technology, I believe in Young Justice, he isn't so tech savvy, and so it all is new and strange to him. Um, this one here, him having the the savviness for technology, I mean, being academic academically inclined is is one thing, but also being really into technology where, where the point where you're, you know how to hack things. Um, it's two separate things. They're exclusive, but it is very impressive either way. The only thing I can think of is that, of course, it makes sense when you think of both his parents are doctors. And yes. they the kid is you know, a super genius, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he comes from very smart parents. You know, mm-hmm. Silas Stone works in xenoscience and... Um, I don't exactly know what Eleanor uh, is proficient in, but she seems like a fantastically smart person. So 
I wouldn't put it past Cyborg to or Victor to just be, you know, this stuff to be really easy for him, especially if, Mm -hmm. you know, he, I don't know, has been to Star Labs once or twice and, you know, has been around that. Um, I don't want to assume that Eleanor also worked at Star Labs, but, um, you know, it's possible. Um, Okay, so I have, my main question is like, it's just something that I'm just like, you know, hung up on. Yeah. Is when we're using the term hacker, how hard are we using that word? Like, like what's the scale of, 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 what's the level of hacking we think Victor does? Now, if we put it into somewhat perspective, he's going into a, a college and changing the grades. In real practice, in real life, that's probably something intense, right? You got to get through some security walls, firewalls even, hey, bring an extinguisher, or whatever. You know, you probably can't do that easily. But wasn't, like, Ferris Bueller able to do that thing in, like, a morning? And was just like, all right. So, like, what's the level, you know? Where's the where's the bar of, of hacker? Do we go into dot hack sign stuff? I don't even know. If, code Lyoko, do we get into that? um how far are we going what's weird is that the 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 ferris bueller level of hacking is more into that kind of fantastical version of hacking where it's like i'm a hacker bro like i'm hanging out with you know on the clickety 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 click i'm in i'm in yeah exactly yeah (laughs) nowadays actual hack hacking and especially when you take programming classes you you have like hacking homework like you yeah it's like try to find the security flaws in this yeah and and hacking today is terrifyingly easy um because a lot of people think like hacking is you know you're like Dieter from army of the dead you're like cracking a safe open hacking is not that hacking is your grandmother left her her door wide open and you can just walk right in and like that's how easy it is like i don't know if you've seen people who have been tricking uh, scammers in their yeah, own yeah, game. Of, seen, yeah. yeah, And you've seen how easy it is for for those people to set up a team viewer. They create some fake website. They get you to type in fake numbers on source code. And then, like, it makes old people think that they have X amount of money in their bank account. And then they're, it's all a facade. It's all easy. But the kind of hacking that Victor is doing is just... You know, you can take programming classes and they teach you like, oh, yeah, just look at the URL. The password is stored right in there. You just take that and you plug it in and, you know, it, like simple PHP can can teach someone how to hack into something um, and steal passwords from something else and and view source and, and uh, copy and paste code. It's like his level of hacking is probably, I don't know. It's, it could be something even super simple, like he just uh, view page source um, and like just changed a C to an A as far as a letter grade and just print it out and have his classmate take that and show it to someone else and be like, look, I do have an A in math. And no one would be any wiser. They'd be like, all right, looks like an A to me. You're good. Like it could be that simple. Um this so, yeah, one just told you how to change your grades. <laughs> it's not. That I had hard. to use whiteout and Photoshop when we were younger. All right. I just told my so parents I didn't a... get mine yet. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, that worked, but you never got the calls to, like, your your parents never called the school and said, why hasn't he gotten his, pfft. he got it, like, uh, two months ago, you know? I used to get home before my parents, and whenever the school would call the answering machine, I'd get home, boop, delete, as soon as I got home. (laughs) They never found out, oh, your kid wasn't in class all day today, Uh, boop, delete, and we're good. No one would know. to use whiteout and Photoshop. And uh, they say if you uh, miss more than nine days of school, you lost credit. So all you had to do was just miss eight cl- eight classes, and you're good to go. You're just counting down. Um, but anyways, we're not going to teach you how to be bad at school. Please go to school. It's good for you. <laughs> um, and so let's cut over to Victor, who's uh, uh, sitting in, in, this, in this bench right outside the dean's office. Um, we can tell by the audio he can hear exactly what's going on in there so you can see a big old smile on that boy um i think it's a mixture of smiling of 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 what he's capable of doing but also his mother uh kind of straightening out that dean is probably what he's what he's smiling about would you agree or would you take yeah i think i think more of the former um of him just like yeah like i mean it's like a victory walk it's like yeah dude I did it. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like, I mean, you can't, yeah, you caught me, but like, I'm unstoppable. It's like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you got, okay, you get slapped on the wrist and it's like, all right, are we done? Are we done with this chew out? Because I'm going to go back and like do it again. I mean, if this is the outcome, there's not going to be, it's just like such, he's just better. <laughs> I think unstoppable is a great word for him. Yeah. I think I mean, it is. combined with the montage of of the physical activity of the football that he's doing is I think supposed to this whole minute is supposed to paint a picture of Victor Stone being this incredibly smart and athletically proficient human being on both the physical and like technical and 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 uh you know mental side of things where it's like mm-hmm. this guy's the whole package. He's both. He is physically in peak condition mentally he's smart as shit and you know he's a, he's hey he's a hacker too and you know it's just <laughs> like this this good picture of what victor stone is at his full potential and you know obviously all this is supposed to you know give you a little bit more insight into what he was versus what he does become and how he views it as a tragedy but right now in this moment, in this flashback, in this dark memory that we're seeing is peak human form Victor Stone. Unstoppable being. Yeah, the unstoppable Victor Stone. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's great to see, you know, Ray Fisher play this kind of character and for Zack Snyder to, to create this, this version of the character for us. You know, um, I think Zack Snyder gets a lot of flack for... Um, projecting this uh randian hero is that the correct term randian um and you know he gets a lot of flack for that because people kind of view that as uh inherently racist to think of like some sort of uh perfect uh person like Mm -hmm. you know strong heroic uh masculine person um but here we're seeing that with with a with a black character, and I wonder if like that can at least change the 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 way we perceive that because I know like 
some people might think of that only in regards to Superman. Like, oh, of course he wanted Henry Cavill to play Superman because he's like, you know, this great white male character. Um, but here we're seeing it with, with Victor Stone. And, and I think like, yes, like you can have a black character who can do it all. Like he's super strong, super athletic, super smart, like great heart on the person, like just a all around good character um, who will see a tragic downfall. But like, that's what makes it so much more tragic is he had it all. Um, and that was uh, tragically taken away from him. It's just a really good way to uh, model the superhero character. Um, and I'm wondering like, why doesn't that like this deserves more credit? Um, at least Victor Stone, like Ray Fisher's Victor, Ray Fisher's Victor Stone deserves more credit. Um, there's another line here that uh, Karen's uh, Eleanor Stone says earlier um, as to why Victor Stone was hacking the computer grades for uh, his fellow classmate. And she said that, that Victor's classmate and her family lost their homes here. Um, and that the school did nothing to help her, so Victor uh, stepped in and helped uh, with this classmate. I don't get the context for that. I don't know if you have any uh, advice or anything, but like, do you? What did you? What did you think about that? Like, that they lost their homes here, because um, I don't think anything happened in Gotham at any time. Um, hang on. Let me let me listen back to it real quick. Lost their houses here. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't think we're supposed to look that far into that. Okay. I think it's just like um, hell. Maybe even recession or something. Homing crisis. Homing. I crisis, was thinking the, the, the I was home thinking, crisis. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking like gentrification or maybe even um. I don't know. Buildings like, take p- kicking people out and taking them yeah, over and like, stuff like that. Yeah, like build, building people and stuff out. Like that. Shit, like, maybe even it was Wayne, that jerk. <laughs> the land underneath you was bought out, and they kind of just like, all right, you got to leave. Time to go. Um, and even sometimes when they build schools, they're like, hey, you got to go. We're building a school here. Isn't that great? It's like, no, because now I don't have anywhere to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I was I, – I think when I first heard it, I was just kind of assuming um, – fire someone's yeah. lost our home it's like my mind immediately goes to fire i don't know why it's probably on me but um maybe because it's a comic book movie you think that people lost their homes to some sort of event or incident regarding destruction when really yeah, it could or be like something... that specific city yeah yeah it's an interesting to think about because i think the more you do think about it the more it kind of ties into what is happening with cyborg and you know when where where she says that victor stone helped her and the school did nothing it's the same thing same thing that we'll see later on where cyborg will help this woman who is practically broke and all the money in the world no one will care for her no one will help her like she's being evicted, all these things, and they choose not to do anything. And so Victor will. Victor will be like, you know what? I I have the power to do it. I can 
save these people. And so he saves his classmate and he saves that girl or woman with her whole family. And neither the dean of this institution or the banks choose to help people even though they have the power to do it. So, and housing crisis is, is a huge thing, not only in America, but I think all across the world. There's mm-hmm. so many, there's so many houses. There's literally, I think there's a house for every single person on this planet. And there's so many hotels. Yeah. Places to live. Unused and, cruise ships. <laughs> and yeah, that's not a joke. No, no, you're absolutely, I've, I think about it all the like, time because every time I see uh, new neighborhoods being built, new houses being built, I just think. There's a lot of those are just going to be empty and, you know, we still have a, a huge influx of just people becoming homeless day after day. With Why didn't they keep converting cruise ships into hospitals? Like that idea, literally, it is right in front of you and you yeah. have the ability and the means and you just like are like, oh, I guess we could do that in a crisis. No, do that constantly. Those are ships. You can take that. That is a mobile hospital and you can make that thing oh my gosh it's just like such a it's not it's because it's not making anybody money no one's paying for it you know that's the thing that is the thing it's like they have no homes like think about this classmate and what not only the classmate but the 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 diner lady they have no homes and they have no money to to help with that and none of that money is going into the institute institute's pockets so they don't care. They don't care what actually yeah. happens to you. Um, it's terrible. And so Cyborg comes in and, and fixes it because they need the help. Um, mm-hmm. And he has the ability. Yeah. It's so, he's a good person and he has a good heart. It's a good heart. <laughs> and he's unstoppable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's That's what's upsetting. It's upsetting that the, that the college looked at that and they said, yeah, but who cares? Like, who cares yeah. about what's, what your situation is? Uh, and it's like you could you could do the bare minimum. You could set them up with a place to sleep in the student union or free uh, a dorm room. A dorm. Some, yeah, some <sighs> kind of mess hall situation where the person is just living on campus, but you're giving them the ability to 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 be able to take the classes that they're in here for. Because I mean, that they're paying for. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're paying for the credit hours. They're not paying for anything else, right? Like, yeah, right. So screw Silly. them. Anyway, yeah, stupid college. Um, what a scam! Now, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> kids stay in school. Yeah, stay in school, if you, please. If you can afford it, I guess. I mean, if you can honestly, afford it, good for you. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything more you need to talk about in this dean's office other than the no, fact that I, it just gets trampled on by Dr. Stone here? Yeah, by the two stones. Um, yeah, right? Hey, 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 I'll show you two stones right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the football scene. Um, it, where did you want to lead on with this one? The, I only have, I have one note from the football scene. Everything else mm-hmm. is just complete... Uh, a different language to me. I'll tell you that much, okay. kind of. All right, that's fine. Um, give you a little context here. I was in marching band all through high school. Now, if you don't know, the marching band members have to be at every single football game, even if they go to, like, uh, competitions or whatever the hell that they're doing. You have to go in the buses with the football players and stuff. Four years I did this in marching band. 
Not once did I care to learn about the rules of football. Didn't care, didn't get phased by it, didn't bother me. I don't give a shit. Sorry, I'm cursing. I was there to play the trombone and to eat concession stand nachos. You know? And to eat nachos. Yeah. That's what I that was my those were my Friday nights for four years. Yeah. Incredible, right? So all of this football thing, can't really understand it. I can get what the scoreboard uh says, and I understand that it is a Hail Mary type of situation that Victor is in. Mm-hmm. Um um, but the only note that I had about the scoreboard is that it says it was donated by Wayne Enterprises, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is a good little Easter egg there. Um, one quick sidebar on your sidebar uh, is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things of traveling when we were in marching band and those different concessions was seeing the different menus. Like, oh, what is this one going to have? Like, There was mm-hmm. one, I remember, I think like Lake Brantley High School, they had a teriyaki chicken sandwich on their concession Yeah, stand. right. What's and it was that always was, like, it was like Brantley, though. I mean, and it was like Brantley money. High School. Yeah, <laughs> and I was always like, "Oh my god!" And then, yeah. um, my high school had like a whole like candy thing. Like there was Skittles and Reese's and like all kinds of candy bars you can buy from the concessions. I remember that being like, "I'm a, I'm gonna buy some Skittles at halftime because that's that's what I'm thinking about." Yeah. Um, and then just get hopped up on sugar for the rest of the night. But mm-hmm. yeah, um. What's interesting about, you know, kind of like the Zack Snyder directing this football scene is this might be the first time he's ever directed a football scene for any movie or documentary or what have you, because the only other sports thing that he's famous for is the Michael Jordan's Playground documentary that he shot back in the 90s. And it was like his directorial debut, if you will. Um, And then... I was trying to find if he did any other sports things. He did a lot of movie shorts. And I don't know if you know this, Nate, but he did a My Chemical Romance video short for Desolation Row. I don't know if you know this. No, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, he did some Morrissey stuff. He did some ZZ Top, um, which is actually pretty cool. Um, But I did not know about that My Chemical Romance. I know My Chemical Romance was in Watchmen. Because I'm pretty sure Desolation Row is in the Watchmen album. Um, So I'm wondering if his... I wonder if their video incorporates Watchmen into it. Um, I couldn't tell you because I can't remember, but it makes... You know, obviously it makes sense, the connection to Warner Brothers and the DC IP of Gerard Way being, obviously, frontman. Yeah. Now that I think about it, that's all starting to make too much sense. It's all connecting. Is does is is my chemical romance a part of like Warner Brothers Records? Is that like a thing? That would look it up. Sorry for my keyboard's clacking. No, you're fine, but that might be even more fuel to the fire. Uh yeah, because I mean more, obviously they that would do be things. even more chemicals to the romance, if you will. Oh Mark. <laughs> um that's yeah, pretty yeah, good. No. Labels, eyeball, reprise, and ladies and gentlemen, Warner Records Incorporated. Wow. We've solved right? it. Right? You see how like easily it is to like think about, okay, what music were they using and whatever? Oh, so they're obviously if they're using this music in this movie, that means that band probably has some ties to the record label with those particular movies and stuff. You get it a lot with the Sony and Sony Records. Oh my god, they use music out the Wazoo and Sony movies. 
Now I just want to know if Gerard Way and Zack Snyder still talk, communicate. Because they, they got talk, a lot hey, of DC's, DC stories. Like, Throw us a Doom Patrol thing. Yeah. Snap. Do a let me see. Let me see Zack Snyder take on uh, Cave Carson. That would actually be really cool. I said it out loud. That's that's actually very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, this is all just making way. Okay, so I meant to talk about football, but now we're just having a My Chemical Romance Zack Snyder conversation, which is fantastic. Um, that's actually really cool. I, I kind of didn't mean to think too hard into that, but that's. That's awesome to think about. I, I hope they do work with each other more often. Um, wild, right? It's, you know, this, this football scene that we're seeing here, um, first of all, the, the first kind of linebacker that he throws over his shoulder, uh, as far as football rules go, Nate, a linebacker should never jump. I, I think like that. Lunging is one okay. thing. Now, also, before you start to get into this, there are there's different rules in college football versus uh, NFL, like right. So, like, there's like crazy things you can do in college football that wouldn't be allowed in NFL, like the jumping and the flipping and stuff, right? I think so. I think this might be a case of like, okay, well, it's it's college football, so obviously the person's not going to be uh, that great. No offense to the Wisconsin Badgers, but. Uh yeah, don't don't jump at the quarterback because then that's gonna happen. And I don't even think that's that's not very strategic at all. But it looks good on camera, especially with the wide shot with him being thrown uh with the heavy snowfall. That actually looks really cool. Uh yeah, so the jumping, not yeah, a real thing. It it looks like he's gonna jump to like block the ball in the air that Victor's about to throw. Yeah. Yeah, like he was like a a fake pass. Um, yeah, fake pass. So he's like going up for like the jump shot to like block it like from a basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess that's where the jump comes in, but tossed so, over, man. Um, there isn't really anything too technical to talk about, uh, at least in this minute as far as football rules go. Um, the only other thing is is what happens in tomorrow's minute. That's the only thing that's like, okay, so this is how he technically won the game. Um, but the spin move, which is uh, an iconic shot for this movie we saw in trailers uh, numerous times. And, you know, with the whole release of Snyder Cut, this was one of those shots that uh, people were like, okay, where is this at? And when are we going to see this? Um, that spin move is, that's something that people do in, in football games. It's, it's, you know, it works every time. Uh, most of the time, uh, and it's with the music and everything. It's just a really good moment, um, that we have here. It's it's so beautiful to just watch this over and over again on loop as we kind of go through this episode, um, and and really, I just I just think it's impressive for Zack Snyder to like film this football scene, like, and not it looks great. I mean. Even the slow motion aspect of it. Yeah. Like, you get the snow falling, and it's coming in. You see the depth of the snow. You see just this incredible camera that's just tracking this guy running down the, the, the field. And I really, really like the 
slow motion into real time, slow it back down into real, like that, it works really good with these action sequences, like this football, you know, thing that's going on and something that you can change different angles and, and see it in a different way. Um, mm. It's like a breath of fresh air to the slow motion that we've been getting, you know, constantly, where it's just like single shots or something that's just supposed to be like awe-inspiring or whatever. This is like slow motion, action-y, and keep going. It, it's, it, I, don't, I don't know, it's cool. It's a, it's a pursuit slow motion. Yeah, I think it really does highlight like his tenacity as a character and 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 pushing through like all the obstacles that he's going to face in life. Like it really yeah, is a metaphor sure. to who the character is. Um and then like on a cinematic level, like the way that this scene is colored where like it has like all this white snow and black uniforms and the dirt that's being kicked up is black and you know, he's trudging through it and it almost feels like a war zone, but at the same time, it's just a football game. But it's like, it just looks really good. And it, and it, if we just take this minute out of context of the, of the entire movie, we're watching a football movie right now and mm-hmm. it looks really good. Like, Rudy. it looks like it could, be <laughs> it looks like a really good football movie. Um, who knows? Maybe Zack Snyder is, is, is pulling reference from uh, a football movie that he really likes or some other directors that he's known has, has filmed a football scene prior and he's kind of taking those clips from it. But, like, everything just looks so well done. Even, like, the freeze frame and you get, like, the the audience in the stands with the signs and everything looks great. I mean, we saw this in Dawn of Justice a little bit. But not to this degree, not with this kind of cinematic like heroism that's happening here. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's really uh, incredible. Honestly, this is like a perfect shot for, to use in a trailer. It was it it really made the trailer feel like to me. It made it feel like like seeing this and seeing the Victor Stone football scene was like the the definitive nail in the coffin of this thing exists. This is real. Like, they actually shot everything. Of course it existed. Everything was already done, you know, for the most part. But uh, seeing that in the trailer when it was like, yes, we're getting Victor Stone football. That's great. I don't really think that there's that many characters in superhero DC lore that, that are somewhat known for football other than Guy Gardner, I guess. Not that um, I know maybe of. a hawk to... or a dove. I don't know, but but like Victor Stone in football, that's synonymous. Um, and I guess just uh, Guy Gardner. Young Justice played with it a little bit since everyone was kind of like a Teen Titan and they were all still going to school. So you still had Dick Grayson and Barbara, and um, especially with season three, like everyone was going to the same high school, basically. Um, yeah. I forget all their but names. Who was on the but... football team? No, yeah, like the only one who was part of the football team is just Victor Stone. Like that's that's the only one anyone knows. Um yeah. and then even in the animated film for Justice League War, they had, you know, just Victor Stone was in the football team and Billy Batson was just some kid who snuck snuck in and that was it. Like that's and he the only knew Victor. other <laughs> did he by reputation i guess yeah i mean but like i think that's the same thing it's like gotham city oh they got the best quarterback victor stone yeah 
So yeah. Um, but that's it. That's all I have really for this one. The only other note I kind of had was I was looking at the dates that were behind uh, Victor when he's in the kind of like outside the dean's office. I looked through the dates. They don't really sync up. Um, the only one that did sync up was the black tie event for the Gotham football team uh, benefit dinner. That one had a date of Saturday, June 18th, which would have been the only June 18th on a Saturday I could find was the year 2016. Uh, and he's pronounced dead on 2015. So this could be uh, an event for the future that, you know, he didn't, he wasn't able to make, um, which would be my only guess. So that's, that's the only thing I had came up with. Um, but if you guys found anything else that we're missing out on, uh, let us know. Find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number uh, 80. That's correct. Okay. And we'll catch you guys for minute 80 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.